In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the church, we are celebrating three of perhaps the most famous saints in the church, all on the same day. Basil the Great, Gregory the Theologian, and John Chrysostom, and their icons are there in the apse of the church, Gregory, Basil, and John. And they're all celebrated today on this particular feast day, and there's kind of an interesting, kind of funny story about it. They, they all actually have their own feast day in the month of January, January 1st for St. Basil, January 25th for uh, Gregory the Theologian, and January 27th for uh, one of the feasts of John Chrysostom. Well, there was an argument over who was the best one. And they were basically contemporaries. John Chrysostom uh, was a little bit uh, just, he died 20 years after St. Gregory died. And actually, uh, it's kind of one of those fun things where one saint gets to eulogize another. St. Gregory uh, did the eulogy for St. Basil the Great when he died. Uh, But anyway, there was a, a, uh, people were saying, who is the best one? Of course, it's an open and shut case for Father Basil. And for Bill Stanek and for Bill Harder, they think Basil, he's the best one. And of course, Basil the Great, right? Enough said. But what about the theologian, Gregory the theologian? And at the time that they were having this argument, there is only one other person with that title. And of course, that's our own patron, uh, the Apostle John, the theologian. And so to be called a theologian is pretty high. It's pretty high up there. Or John Chrysostom. And of course, Chrysostom is not a last name. Chrysostom means golden mouth. And so he was praised as being the one who spoke so eloquently and so beautifully. And so there's an argument about who's the best. And in order to solve it, they gave them all uh, their own uh, feast day together. And in fact, the story is that they all three appeared together to the person who was patriarch at that time. And they said, stop this arguing. We're all great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's wonderful that their feast day coincides today with this reading from Zacchaeus. And that's just one of those happy coincidences in the church. Because in this reading of Zacchaeus, we have a man, Zacchaeus, who desires over and above everything else to see Christ. To know exactly who Jesus Christ is. And it says, of course, that he is small of stature. And so he has to climb a tree in order to be able to see Christ clearly. And Christ recognizes his effort, recognizes his desire, and he goes to his home. And it says in the gospel that salvation comes to his house. Now, for us this morning, with celebrating these three great hierarchs, regardless of how tall we are... That's me then included, right? Almost the tallest one in the room. No matter how tall we are, when it comes to seeing Christ clearly, we're all small of stature. And we all need to climb up onto the shoulders of Basil the Great, Gregory the Theologian, and John Chrysostom to be able to see Christ clearly. And I love where their icons are in the altar of the church because they're kind of a Elevated, and they're looking at the altar. Because every single one of them has a hierarchy. Now, of course, we would associate Basil the Great and John Chrysostom specifically with the Divine Liturgy because it is their Eucharistic prayers that we pray in the church most often. John Chrysostom, of course, the most regularly, but here in just a couple of weeks, because yes, we just heard the reading from Zacchaeus, which should tip us off that Great Lent is only a few weeks away. 
And in Great Lent, of course, we will pray the Eucharistic prayers that were composed by St. Basil the Great. But all three of them, as holy hierarchs, bishops of the church, their emphasis and the, the thing that they valued the most was the altar. And so they stand in our altar, elevated, looking at our altar, showing us that the place for us to be able to see Christ most clearly is in the liturgical life of the church. Of course, most pronounced in the divine liturgy itself that we celebrate each and every week on Sunday. But if we only come on Sundays, we're missing some of the picture of who Jesus Christ is. And we're missing the full picture of what he has done for us and for our salvation. And so the whole liturgical life of the church includes Vespers and Orthros and the Paraclesis, and looking ahead to Great Lent, Great Compline, and the pre-sanctified liturgy, and the Akathis service, and all of the great feast days of the church, each of them, Gregory, Basil, and John, preached on those feast days, encouraged people on those feast days, and showed us that it's in the worshiping community of the church that we are able to climb up to be able to see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to see him clearly. That's what all three of them would have put, said that their emphasis was and that where we need to be able to put our desire to see Christ and say, go to church. It's as easy as that. Go to church. Come to the worship of the church and we will be able to see Christ even though we are small of stature. Now that's what all, all three of them would say. But I'm going to take one thing from each of them to be able to say how we can climb onto their shoulders to be able to see Christ clearly. Gregory the theologian in the 4th century was the bishop of Nazianzus and for a short time the patriarch of Constantinople. He wrote all kinds of beautiful things about the Trinity most especially. Uh, And in fact, that's why he was given that title, the theologian. But he wasn't only just an academic. There are also beautiful uh, uh, poetic verses that St. Gregory would write as well. But perhaps the most famous thing that St. Gregory said is what is written on our scroll here in the nave of the church in the altar there. And it says very simply, what is not assumed is not healed. Now that might not make much sense out of context. What is not assumed is not healed. What is he talking about? But he is talking about the person of Jesus Christ being fully and completely God, the eternal word of God, the person, the second person of the Trinity who is always with God since the beginning and yet He assumed all of human nature, all of human nature, a human will, a human body, everything that it is to have human nature, our Lord assumed it to himself in order that we can be healed. What is not assumed is not healed, St. Gregory said very concisely, so that we can understand that if our Lord did not take on everything, every aspect of human nature, then there is something in our human nature that is not healed and that won't be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. But because of the incarnation, all of us in our human nature which has been transformed by that incarnation, we too can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so when we climb onto the shoulders of Gregory the theologian, we very clearly are able to see who Jesus Christ is, the fully divine Son of God who assumed all of human nature in order for us to be healed. Basil, 
Basil the Great uh, was very well known for uh, really his loving heart. He did so many uh, beautiful things. He wrote about social justice. He wrote uh, uh, about um, ethics. He wrote about the doctrines of the church. He founded hospitals. He did so many things that are such a great witness for us uh, in our time, even uh, here and now. Uh, But perhaps besides the Divine Liturgy, the thing that he is most famous for is his work about the Holy Spirit. He literally wrote the book about it. There's a book downstairs in the library that's called On the Holy Spirit, and it's written by St. Basil the Great, who in the 4th century made clear the teaching of the Church that the Holy Spirit was fully divine. That the Holy Spirit was co-equal with the Father and the Son. And that it was in the Holy Spirit that we are able to be led into all truth, as Christ says. St. Paul even says that we can't even call on the name of the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And St. Basil the Great says the same thing. It's the Holy Spirit that is able to be that that, uh, divine uh, spark that is indwelling in each and every one of us. And there are a number of beautiful quotes on the back of your bulletin this morning, but one that is not there from St. Basil the Great. He says, through the Holy Spirit comes our restoration to paradise, our ascension to the kingdom of heaven, our adoption as God's sons, our freedom to call God our Father, our becoming partakers of the grace of Christ, being called children of light. Sharing in eternal glory and in a word our inheritance of the fullness of blessing, both in this world and the world to come. So by climbing onto the shoulders of St. Basil the Great, we are able to remember our need and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Who points us to Christ, who has assumed our nature so that we can be healed. Now finally, John Chrysostom. John Chrysostom is perhaps best known for all of his scripture commentary. Uh, And in fact, if you've been to any of our Bible studies on the Gospel of Matthew, he is quoted regularly in those sessions. He preached basically through the entirety of the Bible. And when I say he preached through the entirety of the Bible, the golden mouth, at that time the tradition was for the person who is preaching to be sitting down. And everyone else is standing. And he would preach for a couple of hours. So you're welcome. The tradition of the church has changed a little bit uh, about that. But St. John Chrysostom was very well known for his ability to comment on the scriptures and what they mean for us and for our life. And he did it to to show and present the truth regardless of how difficult the truth might sound to some people. And that is regardless of where they were in the authority of the world. Because he found himself, when he was Patriarch of Constantinople, very much in trouble with the Emperor and the Empress. And he found himself, on a couple of occasions, exiled from the city of Constantinople. And the last time that he was exiled, unfortunately, he died out there in exile. But it's those words that he said on his deathbed that I want to... uh, uh, emphasize for you all today is perhaps some of the best things that St. John ever said, summing up almost everything that he wrote, everything that he spoke in order to understand who Jesus Christ is. As he was out in exile, an elderly man who was forced to go hundreds of miles away from his home, as he lay dying, he said, 
Glory to God for all things. Glory to God for all things. Not just the great life that he had, the people that he knew, but all things. Even the exile, even his suffering, even his difficulty. And if you read his letters to Olympia, you hear about his stomach issues and his bones that are aching and and having a problem. He says, glory to God for all things. So when we stand on the shoulders of St. John Chrysostom in order to see Christ, we realize that one of the things that we need to do is to give thanks to God and to give glory to God regardless of the things that are going on in our life. And there, brothers and sisters, we will see Christ clearly in our life and salvation will come to our household. So on this beautiful day of the church where it just so happens we hear about the desire of Zacchaeus and salvation coming to his house because of his overcoming of his shortness of stature to be able to see Christ, we have three great luminaries that we need to climb onto their shoulders. Climb onto Gregory and see Christ, the fully divine Son of God who assumed all of our human nature so that we can be healed. See that Christ. Know that Christ. We can climb on the shoulders of Basil the Great to know and understand the presence of the divine spirit which indwells within us and which allows for us to be partakers of the divine nature here and in the world to come. We can climb on the shoulders of John Chrysostom and we can give glory to God for all things regardless of what is going on in our life and the difficulties that we face. And when we combine all of that and climb onto the shoulders of all three of them, we experience the divine services of the church. And it is here, brothers and sisters, that we can see our salvation in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May we desire that above all else. May we overcome our shortness of stature, climb upon the shoulders of these great luminaries, give thanks to God, and worship God. His holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.